Good morning. It is Monday. Hope you are well. Hope you had a good weekend. Jumping on today to talk about one, an exciting opportunity where we have a free five day kickstart starting next week. So this starts from Monday. It's for ladies over 40 who want to maybe drop a few pounds, get a bit fitter, have some routine and structure into their healthy habits, whether that's exercise, eating better, or just questioning these things that we do, but we know we maybe shouldn't do to start that process of change. So on that note, that quote, morning, Jill, if you're coming in, give me a hello. Let me know you are watching live or on the replay. Uh, in the description will be a link to the five day Kickstarter, but also in the description, I'm looking up there like it's on the ceiling. We, I put a quote up there that someone said from our last five day Kickstarter, which some of the stuff I've heard today is almost the opposite to what I've been told before. Now, I want to touch on that because often it's not, it's just that glorified headlines of, of sometimes twisted things. So I'm going to show you three things that I've, that I've talked about that I used to believe and do like, and, and I got very good results from doing like what I want to stress with this is even though I used to believe these things and they are not essentially true, I got results in spite of them, not because of them. So I still got results in spite of them, not because of them. And there's a big difference here. Here's what I mean. Good morning, Mandy. So here's what I mean. Um, carbs make you fat. That's something that I used to believe and, and it was very well publicised. And and even when I went, when even when I was at university, like some, I, I it was like some researchers had a little bit more of a bias. And, and if you publish something in an area of that you've looked at, you're obviously going to have a little bit of bias. And you hope that they don't, but you do see it. Now, when you look at the studies of all studies, they put people on the same calorie diets and whether they go high carb or low carb, there's no difference. Now, that doesn't make it mean it doesn't matter for you. Like lower carb diets might make some people feel more satiated um, in, in, in areas of PCOS. Um, insulin resistance, maybe there is benefit there. Um, so it's not a one size fits all with this. But what I'm saying is, for me, at one point, I was like, right, carbs must make you fat. And I did fear them for for a while. And, and But here's the thing, I got great results from fearing them. Because I ended up eating fewer calories. So I didn't have potatoes, I didn't have... And to be honest, like a lot of the time, I don't actually enjoy them that much compared to fattier foods anyway. So how can you relate this to now? Well, now... There's, I have a more flexible approach, of course, but what it allows me to say is like, you know what, I, I, it's a very easy way for me to control my calories without counting everything. I just have cars in my evening meal. It allows me to be more social with the family and I'm lowering my calories earlier in the day and I don't really have to really think about it. So on to point two, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. By the way, one last point on the carbs. Treat it a bit like an engine. Okay, so you need a certain amount of protein for recovery, hair, although I'm just grateful I have hair this time. Mrs. Fruit, you did a good job though, actually. Um, so protein, hair, skin, muscle, um, bone, like it's so, so important as we age for independence for as long as we can, getting up and down, you know, protecting our joints, all these things, so, so important. Now, then you've got carbs and fats. And these, I, I say, like, treat these like petrol and diesel. 
in terms of if one's really high, it's a good thing to do to maybe lower the other one that day to try and lower your calories a little bit. So like one way of looking at it, someone came to me and said, oh, I want to try a keto diet, which is really high fat, really low carb. And we looked at it, but the problem was every time she had a carby day, she felt like a failure. And I said, just switch it the other way a bit and your, your, your calories will switch back and you might even eat fewer calories. So she decided to have a potato day, you know, potato day, go out for a meal or morning, Diana, go out for a meal, have a takeaway. It was like, right, or, or whatever, have bread. It was like, right, I'll just lower my fats that day. And that swings the calories the other way. So it's a bit like, right, I don't want diesel and petrol to be high at the same time. There's a good opportunity I'm going to overeat if I make carbs and fats high because protein might be lower then. So on to two, the long-winded answer. On to two, which is um, breakfast. I used to think breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And, and like I said, even when at university, when you're, this is what I found. And uh, when I was an undergrad, it was less critical. Okay, so like, it was more like, this is the textbook. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. This is what we know, da, da, da. When you go into like, when I went to like postgrad and research, you start, this is going to sound really geeky, but like journal clubs and stuff, you start getting really critical with research papers. And you start to see, where did this breakfast be the most important meal of the day actually come from? When you look at the studies, because sometimes they're just comparing someone who ate nothing to someone who has breakfast and their hunger levels at 11 o'clock. That doesn't mean that breakfast is better. Now, there's one caveat in kids they tend to perform better in tests when they've eaten more, when they've eaten breakfast. And, and I think that's because they're growing, their needs are a bit higher. Um, maybe their blood sugar levels regulation is a little bit different. Morning, Verena. So is breakfast the most important meal of the day? I would always ask the question for what? If you're looking to do like a long hike or run or something like that, yeah, get some fuel in. Um, if you're looking to lose body fat, it could be a good, good option to actually delay breakfast because if you delay it, that might then push on your lunch. That might then push on those hunger pangs in the afternoon. And actually, then you feel a bit more comfortable about it. Because, like, for example, I'm never hungry when I'm up. I get up at, say I get up at five. I'm not hungry there. I have a coffee and then I'll eat breakfast with the family at, like, eight-ish. So, for me, that's, that's lockdown life anyway. <laughs> um, it's a little bit different. So, that's what suits me better. And remember, breakfast is just breaking the fast. Whether you break the fast at 11 or eight. And in the research, they actually define it as anything prior to 11. So some people would argue that's brunch and not breakfast. Da, da, da. But anyway, you've got to consider, does eating breakfast stop you snack mid-morning? If yes, probably a good thing for you. If you're forcing it down and it actually makes you hungry, as it does with me with cereal, probably not a good thing for you. Try it out. It might be that one option is you just delay breakfast for half an hour. Maybe have some water, coffee, delay it for half an hour. See if you're actually hungry. But the key is, is the plan. If you've got something planned and you're not like all, the, all of a sudden impulsive and hungry and don't get caught out with that, that's the key. In one study, in fact, they, where they showed that eating a big breakfast um, was better, what you've got to consider is sometimes you weigh, in these studies, they weigh themselves first thing in the morning. Okay, so put this into perspective. They're comparing someone who had a big dinner compared to someone who had a big breakfast. Now, if you've had a big dinner late at night, the food is not turning to fat necessarily, but it's still in your gut. It takes like 12 hours in some cases, sometimes cases longer 
to kind of digest through. So if you step on the scales in the morning, you'll be heavier than if you had a light breakfast, light dinner. So there's so many flaws in that. Just wanted to make that clear. Plus, Kellogg's, you know, they've done well out of it. Anyway, I'll touch on one study, Balvita. One study keeps you full up for longer. They compared um, no breakfast to a Balvita yogurt fruit. Now, of course, that's going to keep you fuller for longer than having nothing. Hmm. Anyway, on to the next question. The next one was, was that you need to have loads of willpower and motivation. Like, that's something I used to find myself saying. And if you find yourself saying it, sometimes just think of the saying that you need to drop. So, I need willpower. I need motivation. Sometimes consider the I needs or the I am, how we define ourselves. Because... Willpower will always go. Willpower will always run out. If you're relying on willpower all the time, it's going to be a struggle. Of course, you can train your willpower to an extent. Meditation, taking time for you. These are all things that are going to help with that. Sleep. These are all things that are going to help with that. However, another way to look at it is, one, set yourself up with a plan that requires very small amount of willpower especially if you're struggling to start so that's why in our five-day kickstart which the link will be in the description by the way we do 10 minute workouts each day 10 minutes if you haven't got 10 minutes you, you kind of have to question how important it is if you miss a day don't worry about it even if you do four three instead of the five like how many did you do last week compare yourself to them because sometimes that can be the difference when you're feeling motivated or not and sometimes doing the 10 minutes actually makes you more motivated maybe you do another 10 minutes Give yourself permission to stop whenever you want. Don't beat yourself up. So, two, create an environment in terms of willpower and motivation that aligns with where you want to be. Like, if I go further into this, if, if you start a plan that requires loads of willpower, it probably means you hate doing it, right? So if you start a plan that requires loads of willpower, it probably means you hate doing it. Now, morning, Diane. It doesn't mean you have to love every minute of it. But there's two options you can do it here. Either love the outcome of doing it. So really attach yourself to the benefits. Write them down. Reinforce them. Because we reinforce bad habits to ourselves all the time. What are the benefits of doing this, this thing that requires so much willpower? And that will hopefully help with that. Number two, what you can do is actually find something that you find fun. So some people love going for long hikes. How can you fit that in? How could you possibly fit that in? Other people love the fact, the feeling of having exercise. So for me, I don't necessarily like exercising. It is a chore sometimes to get started with it. Um, but what I find is afterwards, I love the feeling of having exercised. And it's okay to feel like, you know, oh, I'm just not really feeling it today. Sometimes we spend so much energy beating ourselves up for not feeling it. We could have done it by now. Sometimes easier to do the thing than to, to beat yourself up for not doing the thing. If that makes sense. <laughs> Always remember that motivation will often come from doing. Um, and willpower will always run out unless you're one, looking after you, two, taking those small steps. Just remember you only have to take one step, no matter how small, whether that's a three-minute exercise session, whether that's going for a walk. So from here, comment below one thing you will do today to take the smallest step forward. Almost consider... If I could do one thing today that would have the biggest impact on my progress, what would that one thing be? Make it really doable to the extent where I even say with exercise, I like you to leave almost asking for more. Because if I completely 
you know, destroy you on day one, you're going to be achy. Then you might not go for your normal walk. You might not do it tomorrow. And yeah, sometimes you will feel achy. It's, it's a bit of a trial and error game. But the best exercise for me is you come out asking for more because consistency is always going to beat perfection. Hope that helps. Remember, if you want to join in our five day kickstart, it's free. Link in the, com- in, in the description. Any questions, let me know. Have a lovely Monday. Control what you can and speak soon.